Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometers of range. And Toolmark, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Don't Yes, a very good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Sports Day WA with Peter Vlahos. Great to have your company. It's all thanks to the Kia EV6 GT, World Performance Car of the Year, and Toolmart, the complete tool centre serving WA for over 45 years. Just before I get into sport, uh, this news only came through a short time ago, and this gentleman is the lead singer of the Perth band Voyager, who finished in the top 10 of the Eurovision Song Competition and will be performing with the likes of the Baby Animals and others at the big America's Cup 40-year anniversary across the weekend. I met Danny Estrin, who is the lead singer of Voyager, I reckon about a month ago. We had a real lengthy chat. It was at a park. He was there with his wife and their two little girls, uh, a lovely family and a lovely individual, and he's so proud of his family and also what they've achieved on the music scene. And a very intelligent man is a lawyer by profession. And the news just came through a short time ago that um, he has been diagnosed with cancer and has got a bit of a battle on his hands. So I'd just like personally to wish Danny all the best with uh, his fight forward, I'm sure... It will be fine, and he'll get through the the cancer process. It's a challenge for him, a challenge for his wife, and a challenge for his two little girls as well. So we wish him all the best uh, in his endeavours going forward. And I know a lot of people here in Perth, Western Australia, and people that have been in contact with you will wish you the best as well. All right, uh, let's get into the program. The good oil for Cobram Estate, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. Uh, a couple of big stories, actually, that have transpired today, and we'll talk more about it a bit later on. As we know, the big AFL strike a new deal regarding the collective bargaining agreement, uh, a $2.2 billion pay deal which players uh, will benefit from. It includes longer contracts for first-round draftees and massive wage rises for women's players. We'll talk more about that when we go through our top seven for this Thursday, and that'll be featured in there as well. And also, whether you call it sport, whether you call it just entertainment, I perhaps lean towards the latter. But one of the world's uh, greatest sporting spectaculars is coming to Perth in a massive coup for WA tourism, with the Cook government officially announcing today that WWE will descend here on Optus Stadium for a live event on February the 24th. And Perth will be the first Australian city to welcome the WWE in five years with the extravaganza to be held just before the AFL season kicks off 
in March of next year. WWE superstars will arrive in Perth in the days in the days leading up to the main event, which is expected to be broadcast live into up to one billion households globally. I remember the old days of wrestling, World Championship Wrestling, as a little boy watching it on TV uh, in the black and white days. But uh, this has become a global phenomenon in recent times. Uh, And they'll be the hottest tickets in towns. Don't worry about that. Fans can register and secure their spot from today. So now that you need to go onto the, uh, the website and try and secure a ticket for this big event next February, February 24 here at Optus Stadium. So a couple of big events uh, heading our way. We've got Coldplay, and now we've got WWE. Optus Stadium will be certainly rocking. We've missed out on a couple of events, but we've secured a couple, haven't we? Missed out on Taylor Swift. Everybody was disappointed with that, uh, but we've secured, as I mentioned, uh, the WWE, and we'll be the envy of a lot of wrestling fans from around the country that no doubt are looking now at booking flights and accommodation, getting over here for that event. So a couple of big stories together with the CBA agreement that the AFL have been able to secure. For Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold-pressed in northern Victoria. We've got the top seven coming up, the top seven stories of the week, uh, and that's all thanks to the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar. And before I go to that, let's just confirm the preliminary final teams, the ins and outs for this weekend. The first game tomorrow night at 10 to 6 our time at the MCG, Collingwood taking on the GWS Giants. Nick Dacos, the big story, of course, he's in. Jack Ginevan, who is the sub, and Taylor Adams, who's out injured. Uh, are out of that side. Xavier O'Halloran is the sub from the last game. He's out for the Giants. By the way, well done to Jake Riccardi, who'll be such an important player up forward in hopefully kicking uh, some goals for the Giants as they try to overcome the favourites Collingwood tomorrow night. He's playing his 50th game. And then on Saturday night, we've got the Brisbane Lions against Carlton. And coming in for the Lions is Darcy Gardner. And out goes Jack Payne, who's injured, and Jared Lyons, who was the sub in the previous game. And Carlton, the big ins is Harry Mackay, Jack Martin, who both missed uh, their previous encounter. Uh, They're both in after injury and Jordan Boyd. Uh, Out go Brodie Kemp omitted, David Cunningham, also Matthew Kennedy and Matthew Owies have all been omitted. So they're the grand final, I should say the preliminary final lineups with the winners earning the right to go through to the uh, final Saturday in September the following week. Who will it be? Nanny are forecasting Collingwood against Brisbane, but uh, don't underestimate the Blue Baggers and don't underestimate the Giants and the way they are playing at this point in time. All right, you can join us on the Tampera Bedshed text machine 0487 736 736 or give us a call 13 12 55. Bedshed are experts in Tempera mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases and check the range of Tempera products in store or visit bedshed.com.au. Jimmy Williams did mention in the run home when he did his sports update. There are reports coming out of the East, uh, I think uh, led by Richmond fan Caroline Wilson, that Adam Uze is set to become the new Richmond coach. I heard that in the run home. And if anyone knows what's happening at Richmond, it's Caroline Wilson because she's been so involved with the club 
her entire life. Seven past five. Let's roll in to the top seven stories of the week. Number seven. Corner number 15 for Spurs. Richarlison! In the eighth minute of stoppage time, the Spurs player who needed a lift more than any other. Hoybier. Richarlison. Kulisevsky. Amazing comeback by Tottenham, who are yet to drop a game. Uh, they've recorded four draws and, to say, four wins and one draw. And they were playing Sheffield United at home at the weekend. Were trailing one goal to nil. And then they secured two goals in added on time at the end of the game. The first one in eight minutes added on. And the second one, as you heard from the commentator, after 100 minutes. That's uh, 10 minutes into added time. They got out of it with a 2-1 victory. Big game, big game this weekend in the English Premier League. When it comes to rivalries uh, in English football, there's none bigger than the North London derby. Arsenal at home to Tottenham, and this will test exactly Spurs and how far they've come early in the season under Ange Postacoglu against the Gunners, who for the most part last season were sitting top of the EPL before being run down by Manchester City in the last month or so. Number six. Clearly, we've, we've played some debutantes on this tour. Um, we've been stretched a little bit with, with injuries. Um, I think the way that we attack the power play with our top order batting, um, with Travis, uh, Davey and obviously Mitch in that top three, we had to readjust that on the back of an injury, but I thought that was a real positive. Um, there's plenty of room for improvement. Uh, there's no doubt in the last three games we're a little bit sloppy in, in all three phases and you know, a little bit of execution, decision-making. And we're going to sharpen those things up uh, coming into a World Cup. But as Mitch said, I think South Africa played some, some brilliant cricket, um, almost full-strength team as well. Um, so you've just got to give credit to your opponents sometimes. But there's no doubt we need to sharpen up. Well, they need to sharpen up. Uh, they won the three T20 matches pretty convincingly. They won the two first two games in the ODI series. And they got well beaten. In the other three games, it was a five-game ODI series against South Africa there in the Republic. And in the games three, four, and five, they were very, very well beaten. So South Africa took the series by three matches to two after what was a scintillating start for Australia on that limited overs tour with being unbeaten in the three T20 games and the opening two games of the ODI series. Number five. Made a big story this week, Perth Wildcats guard Corey Webster. He's now free to line up in the first game of the NBL's regular season despite being slapped with a ban for an offensive social media post uh, against or about the pride flag. Webster has already sat out one game following the incident and will miss the second if he reoffends. Now, on Sunday night, Webster responded to a post showing the rainbow flag and the question... What's the first thing that comes to mind when you see the flag? And the 34-year-old wrote mental illness, but later deleted his comment. Basketball Australia's Integrity Unit launched an investigation into the post and announced its sanctions on Thursday morning. 
Number four. Now, I believe the new owners, which, as I said, could be announced as early next week, are from the Middle East. I am unsure of what region, whether it's Qatar, Saudi Arabia, UAE, but I'm fairly reliably informed that it will be an overseas ownership. That's uh, a bit of the commentary that I had regarding the Perth Glory ownership. I delivered that yesterday. I stand by the fact that I feel that the Perth Glory next week will know who their new owners are. Taking over from Tony Sage, who held uh, the ownership of the Perth Glory in the A-League for 17 years. It looks like being an overseas investment. As we know, we're seeing what's happening in the Middle East regarding money and the amount they're investing in the game out of that region to lure the best to the Middle East. We've seen what's happening in the Saudi Arabian Premier League, but now they're spreading their tentacles, I believe, to try and get as much and as many clubs under their umbrella as possible to search for potential talent. Number three. Well, obviously disappointed. Uh, you know, we started the game very uncharacteristically not like us. You know, we've been really sharp at the start of games. We've played with a fair bit of pace and precision, and today we were sloppy, you know, whether that was the physicality of Fiji. Um, but full congratulations to Fiji. You know, they, they played really well, and it's a... A deserved victory for them, and, and you know, I'm really pleased for them as a team. And we've got some work to do. You know, we've got Wales next week. Uh, you know, the great thing about the World Cup tournament is not the end of the road. Um, you know, we've got Wales next week, so we need to kick some stones tonight, um, work out where we can improve quickly, um, and then get on with the game against Wales. Yeah, they need to get onto it. Don't worry, Eddie Jones, the coach of the Wallabies, after people uh, viewed it or woke up the following morning to see they'd been beaten by Fiji for the first time in 69 years. 22-15 was a scoreline, and that was the Island Nation's first ever win over Australia at a Rugby World Cup after three previous losses. And it's the first win over the Wallabies since 1954. The Wallabies just, at the moment, on a knife's edge, whether they can get out of their pool. Number two. Today we announce a new and historic joint collective bargaining agreement between the AFL and the AFL Players Association. And for the first time, a CBA covers both the AFL and AFLW players. This is a transformative and historic collective bargaining agreement for players, past and present, and the game. The CBA presented an opportunity to bring AFL and AFLW players into one joint agreement, and we are thrilled to have reached an outcome that enshrines all players as true partners in the game. Paul March, the president of the AFL Players Association, and outgoing, he's been outgoing for a while, isn't it? Gillam McLaughlin. When is he leaving? Um, Gillian McLaughlin, the outgoing CEO of the AFL, because Andrew Dillon is in there and also conducting press conferences as well. Anyway, just getting on to the news. Uh, the average wage of AFLW players will rise to $82,000 by the end of 2027, up from the current 46000 in the first joint collective bargaining agreement covering, as Gil mentioned, female and male players. The length of the AFLW season will be increased to 10 games, while in the men's competition, first-round draftees will now sign a three-year contract up from two seasons. Other bits and pieces taken out of it. By the end of the agreement in 2027, the average AFL men's salary will be $519,000 from $387,000 last year. Uh, the AFL Past Players Injury and Hardship Fund 
will receive $60 million until the end of the agreement compared to $20 million in the last deal. And the CBA also forecasts more five-day breaks between men's games to provide fixturing flexibility and more Thursday night games. In the end, the pay deal was worth $2.2 billion. Number one. Everyone knew that he was a great competitor. But I guess what they didn't know, that he was a great competitor at anything that he confronted. I mean, football, yes. Chess, yes. Um, table tennis, yes. Marble, yes. You name it. Anything that Brassie took on, he had to win. And uh, in addition, he was looking, he was very inspirational through individual acts that he would do throughout a game. He was one of the few footballers who I believe could change the game through his own individual brilliance. Being that a tackle, being a, a, an impossible goal, being at a knock-on. And the greater the challenge that he had, the better performer he would be. And obviously, in the big matches, in state games, in, in grand finals, he excelled. That was Hassaman, who took over from Ron Barassi when Juan Barassi, as captain coach, left Melbourne after they won the 1964 flag in the VFL and went to Carlton. Hassaman played with Ron Barassi and under Ron Barassi in those early 60s and late 50s years at Melbourne. And Hassa was given the responsibilities. Now also himself, Hassaman, an AFL Football Hall of Famer, he took over the uh, duties of captain vacated by Ron Barassi. Big story during the week with the Australian Football Hall of Fame legend passing away. That is Ron Barassi at the age of 87. He was a six-time premiership player for Melbourne and a four-time premiership coach. As we know, he played over 200 games for Melbourne, some 50 senior games for Carlton. He did lead uh, a full and extraordinary life uh, and was touched by a lot of people over many years in the football community and was named a member of the Order of Australia in 1978 and was named in the AFL's Team of the Century as a Rover. And he was an original legend in the Australian Football Hall of Fame in 1966. And for mine, the biggest story and the biggest story of the week as we look at the top seven stories for the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar uh, up to 528 kilometres of range with that... uh, Fantastic all-electric Kia EV6. All right, we're going to take a break and we're going to focus on the WAFL Grand Final after the break. Uh, Jared Jansen's going to join us, who's uh, the East Fremantle player, who, as we know, plays junior footy in the East Fremantle uh, local council and then tried his luck uh, in the AFL with a couple of clubs. We'll uh, relive his journey and how he's feeling heading into the 2023 a WAFL grand final against Peel Thunder at 20 past three on Sunday afternoon. That's coming up next. It's 18 past five with Peter Vlahos here on Sports Day WA.